The message you're listening to was recorded by Campus Outreach for the 2018 New Year's Conference. More information about New Year's Conference can be found at newyearsconference.com. My name is Andy Harden. I've been on staff for 13 years. I'm regional director in Lexington. I was a teacher and a coach uh, for seven years uh, before coming on staff. Uh, kind of a unique way to come on staff, so I was 30 uh, when I came on staff with Campus Outreach. Uh, I'm really thankful uh, the Lord called me to this ministry, and that was a big decision, hard decision. To, I already was married and had two kids, lived in South Georgia, um, moved nine hours north of I-75, and Georgetown uh, College, uh, which is in Georgetown, Kentucky, that was the farthest north I'd ever been in my life, uh, so I'm, I'm a southern boy, uh, but that was a hard decision, a big decision. Over the last 13 years, I've learned kind of a metrics to help me think through big decisions and hard decisions, and that's what I want to share with you guys uh, today. Just some practical, I'm all about practical. I'm probably too practical, but I want to give you some practical ways to make big decisions, hard decisions, all right? Uh, first, my family. There we go. Um, so married to Monica for 20 years. Are you in here? No, she's not in here. <laughs> We're still married for 20 years. Um, Hannah is 18. Leah is 16. Uh, Drew is 9. Bo is 7. And Knox is about 10 months old. So thankful for my family. Uh, you know, they always kid campus outreach people because they, the ones that have families always show pictures of their family. Why do we do that? I just, I'm proud of them. I love them. I'm thankful for them. Um, so, I want to start off with just five reasons why decision making is so difficult. Um, this is kind of just to lay the groundwork a little bit. Um, if you are a note taker, you can do it in your notebook or that sheet that I gave you. We're not to that sheet yet. But these are uh, just a way to lay a foundation of what we're talking about today. Oh, how about I pray? Let me pray for us. <laughs> Lord, thank you so much uh, for the privilege of being here. Um, Lord, I'm so grateful to share what you've taught me over these years about making decisions. I, I pray it's helpful for these students. Uh, Lord, I need wisdom, and I pray you give me wisdom as I speak. I pray for wisdom for these students. Uh, Lord, I pray that... Uh, that this seminar would be helpful. Um, Lord, and I'm so grateful for Christ, and thank you for saving us uh, and all you've done for us. I pray the rest of this conference goes well for these students and they will continue to grow in their faith. In Christ's name, amen. All right, so five reasons why decision-making is so difficult. I think number one uh, for you guys whoops, is pressure. Um, pressure from parents, um, professors, friends, and even the pressure you put on yourself. You know, a lot of students I talk to, especially seniors, feel a pressure um, from their parents to do a certain thing, to not do a certain thing. And that, that makes it hard when you're feeling stress and pressure from your parents. Um, professors may want you to go in a direction because they've seen things in your wiring gifting. Friends, the biggest one with friends, your, your friends are making decisions, hard decisions. Um, and you see them doing it, and that, man, I've got to make a hard decision in career, uh, relationships, whatever. And then mainly the uh, pressure you put on yourself. You know, all of us uh, put an undue pressure on ourselves to make the right decision. Um, and that causes stress, and it makes it harder to freely make a decision. So that's one of the reasons. 
Uh, next, no clear vision. You don't have a clear vision of what you want to do career-wise, uh, spouse-wise, uh, family-wise, uh, just kingdom-wise. You don't have a clear vision. There's good and bad news. The good news is most people uh, don't get a clear vision about career until age 30. <laughs> That's also bad news um, because you're not 30 yet. Um, and so you're trying to wrestle through what, what does God have for me in my career? What does God have for me uh, in marriage? What does God have for me in choosing this or that? And so if you're not clear on what you want to see happen in your life, it's really hard to make decisions. You, you stall, you delay uh, because you're just scared to make a decision. Next, fear of making the wrong decision. Okay. All of us are scared. We're just going to screw this thing up, screw my life up, screw my career up. My parents paid a lot of money for my college, or I paid a lot of money. I've got a lot of college debt. I'm going to screw this thing up. So I'm scared I'm going to make the wrong decision about major or about career or about whatever. Okay, Whatever big decisions in your life. Man, I'm scared I'm going to make the wrong decision. So fear just creeps in. Fourthly, uh, American Dream contradicts wiring. I'm mostly talking about career here. Um, you've grown up in America, most of you, and uh, the American Dream, of course, uh, is, well, uh, get married, have 2.2 kids, live in a white picket fence house, two-story. Okay, uh, and that requires making money, good money. And so you, uh, there's my wife and two sons. Um, not, not the guy in the white shirt. You're not my son. <laughs> um, so you're, you're wiring. You may be wired to be a teacher, really gifted at being a teacher. But thinking of the American dream, man, you, you want to be a lawyer uh, because you want to make a lot of money. Or you want to be a doctor. or what, But that's not your wiring. That's not how God has made you. And so there's a contradiction between how God has made you and wired you and gifted you to the amount of money you want to make one day. And so it makes it hard to make decisions. Um, the statistic now is 60% of college students that graduate with a degree are not in that field uh, after they graduate. Uh, yes, 60%. So only 40 of you will be in your major. And then 99% of you will change, uh, change jobs um, in your life, and I think it's 40% of you will uh, change careers. Um, so your wiring is not figured out yet, and that's okay. Um, sometimes it takes you doing something for a period of time to figure out your wiring. I'm spending way too much time on that. All right, uh, distractions. Um, social media, just, man, we are just distracted people. I'm guilty. Um, there's so many things that are occupying our time, our mind. Um, we don't have very much silence and solitude. And you being a college student, you don't really have the time to just go sit for an hour and think about future, think about career, think about spouse, think about uh, what you want to see happen in your life in five years, in 10 years, whatever. Um, so we're so distracted that we don't take the time to just think about things. It's hard to think in our day and culture. All right, good, questions? No questions. All right, here we go. Steps to making wise decisions. This is, uh, again, it's very practical, helpful, hopefully helpful information. 
if you're a fill in the blank person, I got, I got you some blanks to fill in. Um, if you're not, it's okay too. Number one, rocket science. Go to the Lord. Okay, but here's is the uh, here's the caveat. Here's something that is unique in prayer, and what I mean by in prayer, James one five. Can anybody quote James one five? That's a hard one. Okay. Damn, that's pretty good. Uh, if anyone you lacks wisdom, he should ask God and he gives seriously to all that finding fault and it will be given to him. So most of us when we're praying about a big decision, we'll ask God, just show me, just make it clear. Just write it on the sky. Um, that's not going to happen, okay? Uh, but James 1.5 says, pray for wisdom. Ask for wisdom. God has given you a brain to make wise decisions. He wants you to ask him for wisdom to make this decision. Okay? So that might be something you've never done. You pray for this specific decision that you got to make. Show me the way. Show me what I got. Lord, give me wisdom to help me make this decision. I can't do it in my own power. can't do it in my own strength. Give me wisdom, oh Lord, to help me make this decision. Don't just ask for a sign or just what you want to see happen. It's okay to ask for that but ask for wisdom, all right? Second thing, in his word, okay? Obviously, uh, through the Bible, Hebrews 4.12. Anybody quote that? Don't be shy. God is living the active, sharper than any double-edged sword, pierced through the heart of the joints, like that. Awesome. No, that's great, great. Um, for the word of God is living active, sharper than a double-edged sword, penetrates even dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Okay? Remember that. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Jeremiah 17, 9. Anybody got that one? Come on, that's a campus outreach one. The heart is deceitful. Okay? The heart is deceitful above all things, meaning that our heart can often lead us astray. Um, it's not always right. When my girls, they're, they're not in here so I can talk about them. My girls uh, were little. They watched the Care Bears. And I didn't like the Care Bears. Still don't like them because they always said, just follow your heart. <laughs> and you can't always do that as a Christian. Sometimes the heart is deceitful and it can lead you astray. But praise be to God. Hebrews 4.12 the Bible judges the thoughts and attitudes of your heart. So what does that mean? It's going to show me exactly what decision to make in the Bible? No. But by reading it, studying it, living in it, being in it consistently, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of your heart. It will help you make a wise decision by being in it. Does that make sense? So I may be reading a passage in Matthew that has nothing to do with making a big decision. But me, by me being in the Bible, it will help my heart. God uses the scripture to help your heart, to judge what is right and what is wrong. Okay? So all your life, you probably heard, yeah, just go to God with that decision. But this is in a different way. Go to the Lord, ask for wisdom, and go to the Bible to help judge the thoughts and attitudes of your heart. Okay? Got it? All right. Number two. 
list out your options and pros and cons. Um, gather info, get details, make plans. Isaiah 32, 8. But the noble man makes noble plans. Uh, journal, get it on paper. Um, the biggest reason I put this in there is because uh, I know some, many, I just left the anxiety seminar. I just left there. Um, I, for one, struggle, have struggled with anxiety in the past. What helps me more than anything not be anxious about decisions is when I get it out of my head and go write it on a piece of paper. Uh, write pros and cons. Write my options. Okay, so I got a big decision. Should I sell my house? Get it out of my head. Why? Why am I even asking that question? What's the pros? What's the cons? Where I don't lay in bed at night just constantly going over it in my head. It helps to get it down, get it on paper. And you can see, wow, these pros are really way outweigh these cons. Or wow, these cons are really outweighing these pros. Get it on paper. Journal. Write about it. Talk to God through it, write, writing it down on paper. Does that make sense? Great. Number three. I feel like I'm going too fast. I'm good enough? All right. Number three. Seek godly counsel. Okay. Proverbs 15.22. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. Proverbs 20.18. Make plans by seeking advice. And here's the caveat for this one. What are other more mature Christians in your life saying about this option? Um, two People usually fall off one end of the horse or the other on this one. Self-reliant, self-righteous people uh, often don't get enough counsel. They think they're right in their head. They think their thinking is right. Uh, they prayed about it. They've read the Bible, so they're going to not seek much counsel. The other side of the horse, people get too much counsel. Okay, They're asking everybody and their brother, and they're getting all kind of different counsel, and they're waiting for the one that, the one that they really want to hear, especially about relationships. You know, they're, they're waiting for that person to say, oh, yeah, he's awesome, or she's awesome, whatever. Um, what I'm saying is, stay on the horse. Um, don't fall off either side. Seek a few people, godly people, more mature than you in your life, and ask them what they think about this decision. Okay? It's important. I've had some people come up to me after this seminar and say, what about my parents? Um, they don't know the Lord, but they're pretty smart people and wise people. And... And in my mind, it is, obviously, it's situational. Um, but what a better way to show them Christ by you being humble and listening to their advice. You don't have to necessarily follow it if that's not what uh, the Lord's calling you to. But why not listen and listen to their advice? Um, but my point, two or three people, uh, godly counsel. See what they think. It takes humility to do that. Um, so humble yourself. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Number four. Think long term. Um, love Matthew 7, 24 through 27. It talks about building your house on the rock and not the sand. 
Uh, the saying in our culture would be money, marriage, children, uh, some good things, but building your house, your life on it, it'll come crashing down. Um, the rock is obviously the word of God, Christ. Um, so thinking long-term about this, about decisions, focus on the future and you'll have a much more balanced life now. I told you I was a teacher when I was in uh, oh, 22 to 30. I was a teacher, 23 to 30. And I used to give this illustration that just helps. So focus on the future and you'll have a much more balanced life now. So if I'm trying to balance, this says present, this says future. Um, so if I'm focusing on the, just my present, okay, my, uh, just my math final tomorrow, or just how I feel about the way this girl looks, or just about whatever, okay, present. It's, it's kind of hard to balance. But if I focus on the future, it's a little easier to balance my life and to make decisions in light of the future, okay? So remember that. Focus on the future. Very good, middle school students. All right. Um, yes. There's a verse about that. That's right. Quote it. For Jacob and Esau, they were feeding and sweating down, he's really hungry. He's not thinking about the future, he does his presence or something like that. Good job, buddy. Where's my wife? Great job, baby. <laughs> On cue. Uh, so, folks on the future, letter B. Do I have this on here? Let's see. Letter B, which option will benefit the advancement of God's kingdom? Okay, so again, I'm thinking about the future. I would love, two things I would love for campus outreach students that graduate uh, from our ministry. Number one, I would love for you to pursue humility. Just be humble, people. Not prideful, arrogant, think you know it all people. Okay, that would be one. Okay. Number two, I want you to think about the kingdom of God. No matter if you're a school teacher, a doctor, a dentist, or minister, the kingdom. I want to advance the kingdom of God. How can I do that as a doctor? How can I do that uh, as a teacher? Think about the kingdom and advancing the kingdom. So humility and the kingdom. Which option will benefit the advancement of God's kingdom? Okay, and I know that's hard for a college student uh, to think through some of these hard decisions, big decisions, but that's a good one to put um, in your memory. And then see which option will benefit me and my future family long term. Um, and, you know, this is a really hard one with, with dating relationships. Um, I know dating is hard. Uh, I know um, it's just a hard thing in our culture, uh, but if you're, if you're choosing to date someone who does not know Jesus, um, man, long term, it's just going to be really hard. It's, gonna, it's, it's against what the Bible says. Uh, the Bible says not to be unequally yoked, but just long term, it's just going to be really, really difficult. I promise I've seen it. I've seen it time and time again. But if you're equally yoked, you both love Jesus, and it, it's even better if you love Jesus more than you love each other. Um, wow, man, that can really make an impact on the kingdom and really be better for you long term. Um, even though that girl or guy looks really hot, 
Tries. Think long term. Tries. Tries. Um, we recently, we recently had to. Uh, thank goodness we're not in there anymore. But we, my wife and I, sold our house about two years ago, and we had to move to apartment complex. Um, four, there were six of us in our family, and we're living in an apartment, um, and that was really hard. But that helped us long term as far as financially. Uh, it helped us be thankful uh, for a house. Um, but it's, it's hard to think long term, um, especially when you're in college. So think long term. All right, five, last one. Freely make the decision. Proverbs 19, 21. Many are the plans of man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Psalm 37, 4. The Lord will give you the desires of the heart. The desires of your heart. Um, now, I say, I'll, I remember I talked about the heart earlier, it was deceitful, okay? But what if you're walking with Jesus? What if you're taking some of these steps and applying these to your life? What if you're seeking counsel? And you're doing everything you know to do to make this hard decision. Do the desire of your heart. What does what God put on your heart to do? And do it. That's freedom. That's Most of the hard decisions you're making are not sinful. You're not choosing sin over righteousness. Most of them are good decisions. Should I move here? Do this job? Do this job? Whatever. Great. Choose one and know it's the providence of God. When I, when I was a, some people would say that me being a teacher for seven years was not what God called me to do. That is baloney. That seven years that I was a teacher helped prepare me for what I'm doing now. Whatever you choose, okay, in this decision making, could be career, could be a lot of things, major, whatever, could be daily decisions. Most of them are not sinful decisions. Freely make it. Freely make it. That's, I mean, that, how much freedom is that? And know that whatever, say, say you look back in two years ago, dang, that was hard. That was cr-. The Lord used that. He was developing you over those two years. You may have chosen a school and been in school for a year and like, I hate this. Okay. Okay, but it wasn't necessarily a wrong decision. The Lord wanted to develop you in something so that you could go to another place, right? So view it that way, that um, you can freely make a decision that the Lord's purpose prevails. Uh, View decisions as learning opportunities, as development. And then, are any of you in here seniors? Okay, about to graduate. Great, okay. Okay. View the first few years out of college through the four D's. I have the four D's. Um, The first D is design. You need to learn how God has designed you because all of us are different. Um, I'm a big uh, proponent of those things like Myers-Briggs or Enneagram or Right Path or different things that help you learn more about how God has designed you. Okay? Begin to figure that out. Even if while you're in college, begin to figure some of that out. How's God designed me 
My personality, who I am as a person, my gifting. Uh, that's big over the next few years of your life. And you really start to see it more as you graduate. The next D is desires. I already mentioned desires, but I, I used to put a blank piece of paper in front of the seniors and say, all right, forget about money, forget about parents, forget about pressure, forget about anything. If you could do anything in the world, write it down on this piece of paper. And it's like, oh, I never thought of that. What is, what's the desire of your heart? Now, when I was 10, when I was a sophomore in college, the desire of my heart was to play professional baseball. That was the desire of my heart, okay? Um, my 11th grade year, I learned that I wasn't designed to play professional <laughs> baseball. I wasn't as good as I needed to be to play professional baseball. Okay, great. The Lord gives more desires, other desires of your heart. All right? The third D, development. What is going to develop me over the next few years so that I can reach my long-term vision? You may not know what your long-term vision is. It's okay. What's going to develop me spiritually? Uh, what's going to develop me as a person? What is going to develop? Could be grad school. Could be a gap year. Could be a lot of different things. What is going to develop me um, to help me grow my faith? One of the things, I, I did mobilization for six years with the Camp Outreach, and one of the things we tried to preach was, um, I know you're thinking about career once you graduate. We know that. But try to think long-term and develop spiritually those few years right after college so that you can be better at your long-term career. So what development do you need to take? And the fourth D is doors. Uh, what doors? What doors has God opened for me or closed for me? Okay? View those as God doing that. He opened these three doors. I could walk through three of these doors. All three of them seem like good decisions. All three of them seem like good opportunities. I could move to this city or that city, whatever. Okay, I don't have to make that decision till six months. I'm going to take steps towards all three of them until the Lord makes it more clear. Okay, if you've got three major options as far as after graduation, take steps towards all three and see what the Lord does. He'll do something in your heart. He may shut a door. It's okay, okay? What doors has God opened and closed in your life? The four Ds, design, desire, development doors. All right, lastly, then I'm done. We can have Q&A if you want. Uh, <clears throat> trust. I love John 14, 1. Don't, this is Jesus. So Jesus had just told his disciples that he was about to die and, and not be with them anymore. They're really struggling with that. They didn't quite understand it. Uh, they're, they're sad that their leader's about to die. They didn't really get it. Okay, he, In John 14, 1, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. And the reason I think, and I put this the last quote, the one main reason making hard decisions is so good for you is because it moves you to trust in the Lord. That's what the Lord wants in this heart. He just wants you to trust Him. Rely on Him. He wants you to be patient 
Oh, it's so hard. He's developing your character by this hard decision. He's making you trust him. And that's hard. It's really hard to do. But it's good. It's really good. What's a hard decision you've been facing that you don't know what to do? Okay? And then what steps do you need to take after hearing today's seminar to apply that to this hard decision? Hard decision could be a couple hard decisions. And then what steps do you need to take after hearing the seminar? Could be all of them. Are there any questions that you think would be helpful uh, for the whole group to hear uh, or hear an answer from the whole group? Uh, anybody? Take your time. I'm okay with a little bit of awkward silence, not a lot of awkward silence. <laughs> yes? You talked about doors. Um, what did you feel like those doors or it seems like those doors are going in the opposite direction? So taking steps towards those would be kind of your okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great question. All right, so he said, I talked about doors. Um, what if the two doors are totally in opposite directions? And if I take steps towards this door, it's going to push me further away from that door. And I totally, I, there are situations like that, that, no, right now I've got to start making steps towards one of the doors. And that, that you know, you are just going to have to do that. You're, you're not going to be able to, you know, some, especially like jobs, uh, some will say, you got to the end of the week or you got to a month to make this decision. Um, that, you know, puts a timetable on it. And so you have to take steps towards one that seems to be right. I like the language seems. It seems to be right for me to take steps towards this door. I'm not really sure, but I think that's what the Lord's telling me. I've done these steps. It seems to be right for me to go in this direction. I'm not going to be able to go in this direction anymore. Um, what I was talking about, there's three doors. Uh, it's December. You graduate in May. Uh, I need to, for this door, I need to fill out a graduate school application. For this door, uh, I need to apply to some schools that teach, to teach at this or whatever, okay? This oversees opportunity. All right, I'm going to do all three uh, to see what God opens up. I can, I can do all three. Um, that's what I mean. But, yeah, there might be some decisions where I just got to take steps towards the one that seems to be right. Uh, and I think counsel will help you too, man. I know that's hard. Good question, though. Yes? So, when you're making a decision and going through the steps of it, um, you pray, and I guess going to the word, like how are you supposed to decide like, where to go? The word. Yeah, that's great. Great question. So, there are some specific, you know, I stay in the book of Proverbs the whole year. I just, the Proverbs is a great book on wisdom, and so I read a little bit of it, try to daily. I have a devotion. Oh, I got it right here. I, I, I used to not be a devotion guy, but I started doing this about a year and a half, a year ago, a year and a half ago. Um, God's wisdom for navigating life, it goes through Proverbs every day. This is a good tool just to help with wisdom, to help me making decisions, and then I like to read a gospel, but... It's not, um, I mean, you can obviously Google uh, questions on making decisions, I mean, scripture on making decisions, scripture on wisdom. Um, you can do that, and that's fine. It's great to, to even memorize a couple verses, 
on making decisions or wisdom. But what I've seen is just be in the Bible. Um, pick up, pick up, have your, if, uh, have your spiritual mentor help you come up with a Bible plan. Um, and just be in the Bible. That will help you in making decisions. What you read, uh, it's, it's really your, what you want to do. I mean, I, I've done a lot of different Bible plans. Um, so find out what, what works for you. And ask, ask the kids staff or kids director or um, someone you like that you trust. What's some good verses to go uh, to on making decisions? I don't have a bunch right off the top of my head. Yeah, um, that's a great question. So she said, how do you decipher between your own voice and what God is trying to tell you? Okay. And, uh, you know, I, what I've seen in my experience is if you are walking with God um, and your own voice isn't saying something that's sinful, um, that's taking you down the, a sinful path, then it's okay to listen um, if you're walking with God. Now, if you haven't, if you haven't prayed, if you haven't been in the Scriptures, you know your your own voice can lead you in a lot of different directions. Um, but your own voice, in my opinion, is this, you know your heart speaking, uh, and the Bible can help uh, judge those thoughts. Um, so I I don't think. In other words, I don't think God's saying, I want you to go to grad school, and you're saying, no, I want to go get a job. Um, like, I don't think how, that's how God works. I think God is saying, you're walking with me. You want to go to grad school. Do the desire of your heart. Like, go to grad school. Or, no, I messed that up. Go work. <laughs> that's a great question, though. As, as you walk with God and mature more and more in your, your faith, you, you all will see that just spending time with Him, He'll help you do what seems right again. And that's, that's biblical. Paul uh, in Acts, they did what the Spirit seemed to be telling them. Um, now, you may get a door shut in your face. Okay, let me go somewhere else. Great question, though. Any other questions? Awesome. I'm going to pray for us. Um, and then uh, if you've got a specific question uh, that you didn't want to ask in front of everybody, that's great. Come talk to me. I'm here. I think the next thing's 4.30. Uh, so we got plenty of time. Gender seminar at 4.30. Right? Okay. All right, let me pray. Lord, thank you so much for these students who really desire to grow and be helped in making decisions. Lord, would you, would you help them? Would you give them wisdom? Would you give them peace about decisions? Um, help them to trust you. Uh, Lord, we need you and your spirit in making decisions. We love you. Thank you for Christ. In his name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this message from Campus Outreach. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others, but please do not charge for these copies or alter the content in any way without written permission from Campus Outreach. For more information, we invite you to visit us online at newyearsconference.com.